Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. From Cavalry Audio comes the new true crime podcast, The Shadow Girls. I grew up near the banks of the Green River and in the shadow of the killer that bears its name. Prosecutors described him as a serial killer savant. But this podcast isn't only about tracking down the killer. It's about the victims. We stayed in the woods. He always liked to go in the woods. Listen to The Shadow Girls on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Britney Spears' request to remove her father from her conservatorship has been denied by a judge. Pennsylvania has freed Bill Cosby. And BuzzFeed's Alexa Lasitza joins us to talk about TikToks accepting LGBTQ plus parents. It's July 1st, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen LeConte. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So, first, we have the latest update regarding Britney Spears' long-standing legal drama. A judge has denied her request to have her father removed from her conservatorship, at least for now. So, because a lot of the headlines coming out are maybe misleading people, we want to make clear that this denial is nothing new. New court documents that were filed by the Los Angeles Superior Court show Judge Brenda Penny is denying a months-old request from November 2020. We also want to note that these documents are not in direct response to last week's hearing, where Brittany gave an emotional testimony describing her father as, quote, abusive. A formal petition to end the conservatorship has not been filed, according to online court records. It's not clear why Judge Penny denied the motion to remove Jamie Spears. However, Brittany's lawyer is expected to file a new request for her to be freed. Yeah, I mean, I think this was was all really confusing for everyone because a lot of the headlines were like, like request denied. And then it was like, okay, this was one of the times where it's like, you got to click into the article to see what's going on. Cause there's like a lot of complicated legal things happening right now. Right. And from what I understand, this news about the the denial of removing him from the conservatorship was actually more a step about putting a separate trust onto the conservatorship. And it's less the judge making some sort of evaluation that Jamie should be there and more saying like, we're going to put this trust in there. And I think that the judge knows that the next step will be deciding a whether Jamie should be on the conservatorship and b whether the conservatorship should exist at all. So that's all still coming. Right, right. And we're waiting for that on July 14th, I believe, when we're going to like hear our first actual new update since the last time we heard Brittany talk publicly. 
Right. I'll be very, very curious and anxious to see how that plays out. Yeah. And, you know, uh, this news, I think, about Britney also, like, really got people up in arms, rightfully so, because it was coming right after all the Bill Cosby news dropped, which is what we're going to talk about next, because our blood is still absolutely boiling. You know, as we said yesterday, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court has tossed out Bill Cosby's rape conviction. The TLDR for why this happened is complicated. Basically, a majority of the state justices concluded that Cosby's constitutional rights had been violated when prosecutors in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, charged him in 2015. The court found that a previous district attorney had announced a decade earlier that Cosby wouldn't face prosecution. So because prosecutors technically violated Mr. Cosby's rights by going back on an alleged promise not to charge him, the court majority ruled. And, you know, in response, everyone from celebrities to accusers are reacting to the surprise ruling. Gloria Allred, the lawyer and activist who represented more than 30 Cosby accusers, issued a statement saying, quote, even though the court overturned the conviction on technical grounds, it did not vindicate Bill Cosby's conduct and should not be interpreted as a statement or a finding that he did not engage in the acts of which he has been accused. Yeah. And I think that's a very important point for people to understand is that he was not freed because he was found innocent at all. It is purely a like procedural technicality that he's getting out on. And I know there are like legal scholars out there who are saying, oh, this is actually like the justice system working because of this like technicality. But to that, I would say, um, I don't think the justice system is working when you have 60 plus people accusing you of a violent crime and you are walking free. Yeah. I, my first thought when I saw this was that the system is clearly not working. And I think, you know, there were a lot of emotions and reactions all justified yesterday, but you know, one of the biggest ones were a lot of women saying like, this is why women don't come forward. Like after going through a years long trial, he goes to prison and then he's released on a technicality. I mean, come on. Yeah, it is a, you know, a bad week for women, a bad week for victims of abuse of any kind. My thoughts right now are with the 60 plus women who have come forward and accused Bill Cosby of rape and sexual assault. Well, moving on, if you're on TikTok, you've probably seen the Mafia family by now. Known as Lisa and Pope, they are a couple that basically plays accepting parents on the site so that LGBTQ plus kids and their 7 million followers feel less alone. Paper Magazine recently named them LGBTQ plus TikTok trailblazers, but it all began when a follower asked the couple to adopt them. And just like that, a family of millions was born. All of them loved. Just ask them. Is it true that you adopted six million kids? Yes, it is true. And we love each and every one of you. Except for you. No, I'm just kidding. We love everyone. Well, there's a bit more to it. By creating this big queer family on TikTok, Lisa and Pope are providing what many LGBTQ plus youth have been needing. Love, acceptance, and the sense that someone is there for them. BuzzFeed's Alexa Lasitza wrote about how this mafia family built a safe space for millions and joins us now. Hi, Alexa. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. You know, all of this with Lisa and Pope seems so simple. Someone asked to be adopted and seven million children later, they're viral caretakers. But can you explain a little more about how this all came to be? 
Yes. Yeah, so Lisa and Pope both started off their like individual branding differently. So Pope is a barber. And so she kind of traveled a lot and was teaching that in salons and barbershops. And then on Lisa's side, she was doing photography. And when they came together, TikTok kind of started about a year later and Lisa immediately became obsessed with it. So she was like, I'm just going to start TikTok and you're going to be on it. So at first Pope was really a prop in her TikToks, like Lisa kind of doing things around her. They didn't want to really do pranks and they didn't want to do dance videos because they can't really dance, which I completely relate to. They soon just kind of found like not trends, but little things that they could do together that fit their style. And then they posted one video that really like was the intro to when they started being mom and pop which was when they kind of have this dark aesthetic, like they wear these really sleek black clothes and everything, and they give off like super Adams Family vibes. So Lisa really feels like a Morticia and Pope really feels like a Gomez Adams. And so they did one video where they're just kind of standing there looking cute. And then the transition goes and they're wearing like these things that they wore to a wedding, like this really sleek black gown. And then Pope has on this like really sharp black suit. And everybody in the comments was just like, oh my gosh, like you guys are so cool. Like the ideal mom and dad, like I really want you guys to adopt me. That would be great. And that was when Lisa was like, yes, okay. So she sees the comments and she goes into the bathroom while Pope's taking a shower and is just like, somebody said, adopt me. So like, it's over. Like we have to start adopting people. Not really, but (laughs) (laughs) they were like, this is now our family. Like we will absolutely adopt everybody. So their first super viral video is one where Pope is sitting down, like signing this horde of adoption papers just sitting in front of her. (laughs) And Lisa, like as she gets halfway through, Lisa picks up this second stack and just drops it in front of her. It's just like, okay, I'll adopt all 3 million of you at the time. But since then, now it's 7.5 or 7.2. Well, their clips are very stylized, as you mentioned. And they're also touching in like a very comforting yet offbeat way like especially the videos of them like checking for monsters and offering cupcakes can you talk about their approach to these clips and how they create an attractive fantasy world that viewers can escape into so their style is really pov style so the whole idea is that whoever is on the other end of the phone should be almost within the situation so like you said they have one where they kind of bust into the room and they have these cupcakes and it's like oh you had a bad day so we brought you cupcakes and it really is sweet and like a dark and twisted way but they're like just physical appearance is kind of like a lot to take in at once but they're so nice about it and it's just so welcoming so everybody on the other side of the screen is kind of feeling like oh like I was low-key having a bad day and now here my TikTok mom and dad just like popped into the room and they brought me cupcakes it's so nice (laughs) okay so when we're talking about this cupcake one it seems kind of wild that that is out of the norm, but I do think it is for a lot of queer children and teens where that not, might not be the environment they're getting at home. So I don't know. Did they talk about like how simple but special these videos are to these kids and to these teens? About I know you mentioned that it like uh, can uplift their day if they're having a bad day, but but what else did they talk about about like how they're making these videos and why they're doing it? Yeah. So on their part, these videos, just the amount of comments they get back, even if you flip through the comments, like under that cupcake one, people are so happy. They're really under their like 
oh my God, like I had the worst day ever. This just uplifted me. Like this was so nice. But personally on their side, they both get comments from young girls, but particularly Lisa does. She gets a lot of uh, messages from people with like personal stories, coming out stories, but mostly from young girls who live in homes with parents who are a little less than accepting of who they are. And so going onto their videos really becomes a space for them where they can watch and see like this couple who is willing to accept them, each and every one of them, like into their family. And they address all of them every time. Like, yes, we have 7 million kids and yes, we will protect them. There's one video in particular that I can think of where they're pretending to leave money for a babysitter. And on top of the money, they also leave a book with each of their 7 million children's pronouns. So it's like the baby. Yeah. So it's like the babysitter has absolutely no excuse to get any of their pronouns wrong. Cause here is this massive like list with all of them. And so it's just like, they're really portraying like the kind of parents that a lot of these kids wish they had. Well, we'll be right back to talk about the positive impact that Lisa and Pope are having on all the kids in their mafia family. It. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. We controlled the courts. We controlled absolutely everything. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free. Until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. From my perspective, Bob was too good to be true. There's got to be something wrong with this. I wouldn't trust that guy. He looks like a little scumbag liar, stool pigeon. He looked like what he was, a rat. I can say with all certainty, I think he's a hero because he didn't have to do what he did, and he did it anyway. The moment I put the wire on the first time, my life was over. If it ever got out, they would kill me in a heartbeat. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com, and now that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on L.A. to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel, think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Welcome back. 
We're talking with BuzzFeed's Alexa Lasitza about TikTok's new and accepting LGBTQ plus parents. So there has clearly been a void that Lisa and Pope have managed to fill. In covering this, were you able to learn anything from them about the lack of at-home structure many in the LGBTQ community have to deal with? Yeah, so in my own research, just kind of preparing for the story, I was looking up different kinds of stats that go along with LGBTQ youth. And one of the most surprising things I saw was I didn't realize how disproportionate the homelessness was. So it said that around like 40% of youth every year become homeless. And of that 40%, half of them are LGBTQ, even though like in the U.S., about 7% are represented by like, or identify with the LGBTQ. So it's just completely disproportionate, but Lisa and Pope starting their videos is so important because it not only became a starting point with this like accepted parents for a lot of these kids, but it also started to become a trend in itself because from them, a couple other accounts have like started off the appropriate way where they kind of duetted and credited Lisa and them, but then made the videos their own. So there's this one couple I can think of immediately. It's these two gay men, they're together and they kind of look like these ethereal, like gods, like that's their kind of style. And they refer to their children as like gods and goddesses. And each of these like parenting couples always their goal is just like making these kids feel like they are loved, accepted, supported, God's family, everything just is so uplifting. Mm, It truly is. And then I want to know, what's your take on how Lisa and Pope view their influence and intentions as their roles as parents? Like what have they said about the huge impact they're having? So Lisa and Pope, their impact is almost different just based on their looks and their style, like Pope is really all about like vibes. Like we just got to put our vibe out there and people will be attracted to that. And Lisa's like really looking at it like, no, like we can really make a difference. And so we have to be a little more purposeful in our intentions. So those two things kind of, and their appearances kind of attract different age groups to them. So when you talk about their impact, Lisa really attracts like younger girls who feel connected to her. So it's really like looking up to her as a mom. And she has one girl who checks in with her all the time. She has a mom who is not accepting of her and how she identifies and everything. So she messages Lisa all the time. She checks in about grades. They talk about how she's navigating through her relationship with her parents and like how she's navigating through school and everything. So the conversation extends beyond like how she identifies, but also just checking in about her, about how she's feeling every day and just life in general. And then on the other side, you have Pope who like, older women just love her. (laughs) She's like always got older women in her DMs, not in like trying to hit on her, but just like they are so attracted to her. So she has older women who have these, I want to come out stories. So whereas you have Lisa with the kids who are looking for acceptance, Pope really helps older women who wish they had come out a long time ago or wish they had lived in a time where they could come out a long time ago, but couldn't. And so she had one woman in particular that she kept mentioning who was 58 years old. She's Greek. So she still lives with her family. Like it was one of those, you don't leave till you're married type of thing. So she's taking care of her mom. She's 58. She has someone in the world that she loves, but it's not the person that she thinks her family will accept. But Pope just kind of tells her, 
your mom's going to love you no matter what. And if she struggles to talk about this with you or struggles to understand you in any way, then that's not her not loving you, but it's more of like a confine in her own mind. And she explains this to her and says, even if you struggle with your mom about this, you still have a family out there. We're your family. All the people who follow us, like everybody has support for you. You have a chosen family out there somewhere. You'll find people in the community who you can address and like speak to and who can help get you through this. And the woman kind of disappeared after that. (laughs) Then Pope was like, Hey, she messaged her a while later and was like, girl, are you out there? Are you good? And the woman reached back out and was like, yes, like, sorry, I haven't spoken to you in a while, but so much had happened since she had come out to her mom. Her mom told her she loved her no matter what she moved in out of her mom's house in with her partner. And now she's going back to school. So it's almost like she was, Pope was able to encourage her to completely start her life over and kind of live how she's always wanted to live, even though she's 58 years old. So their impact, it's so amazing. That is amazing. So I'm curious, like, where does the Mafia family go from here? Do they hope to just keep on, like, growing their audience and helping find acceptance for those in the queer community? I think their focus right now is exactly that. Before all of this happened with quarantines and lockdowns, they both had decided to kind of take a step back. Lisa owned a photography business. She was doing it full time, but now she's kind of doing it part time. And for Pope's part, she owned three barber shops, and she took a step back too, because they wanted to try to find something new that gave them a bit more purpose. And with that, they found this family online, this mafia family, and they've given these kids a space where they not only feel loved and accepted, but they really learn like who they are. So there's one cosplayer in particular that I can think of, and they've duetted Lisa and Pope twice. When I was speaking to them, they said that growing up, they never saw a space where they never felt like they could find love and be accepted in that way and have this relationship that is completely open and also be kind of hailed online and followed so heavily as Lisa and Pope are. So just kind of seeing them be able to do that was really inspiring for the cosplayer. And after duetting them, they went from having 20,000 followers to half a million. So it just shows like learning that they gave Lisa and Pope credit for that. They were like, after seeing their video and then uh, using it to launch my own platform, like I was able to come out. I was able to start cosplaying a community that they had never been involved in before, but had interest in, but weren't quite confident enough and just really learned how to accept themselves. So I think Lisa and Pope's main focus right now is just really focusing on that and giving all these kids the space where they are really free to just be themselves. Well, it is a truly incredible space they've created, and I'm very excited to see what they do with it next. Alexa, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. All right, that's it for today. Come back and join us tomorrow. And remember, free Britney and put Bill Cosby in prison. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to come back for more of what you love about BuzzFeed coming to you daily. I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. 
Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This season, get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Let's go! See every snap from every game with full game replays. What a throw, what a catch! Listen to all the action as it happens with live game audio. Watch the dog, G! Leaping grab Devontae Adams! Plus, watch your team on your time with condensed game replays. Wow! Get football on your terms with NFL Game Pass. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today.